Clearly mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to Gamezilla Alpha, where we're going to talk about nothing but turkey. Breasts, thighs, drumsticks, Grimlock's favorite type of turkey. I like bone turkey. Turkey nuggets. Turkey nuggets. <laughs> Made of chickpeas. Made of turkey peas. <laughs> oh, and welcome chicken. to the thank you Thanksgiving episode of Gamezilla Alpha, episode 35. We're getting uh, excited here to enjoy some tasty food. For the holiday. You know what I'm thankful for? What are you thankful for? Our supporters on Patreon. It's a good thing. If you go to patreon.com slash Podcast, start your patronage today, you will get awesome perks in order for us to give back to you because we're so thankful for you. So you could vote on Fight Club Round 3 right now. Become a patron. Vote. Who do you want to see battle it out? Me? Grimlock? Cable 2KX, Dead at Night. What game do you want to play? There's a list. There's a, uh, there's, it seems to be, my predictions are Cable versus Deadite. I don't know the game yet, but it does seem like they want to see uh, Cable Deadite match up. Yeah, I think there's been kind of a heated rivalry going on there, and we don't really know why, but you can find out at patreon.com slash podcast. All right, so GameZilla Alpha, episode 35, and our topic of the show is... A turkeys! <laughs> turkeys. The top 25 turkeys... Of all time in of, video games. Of all time. You have uh, number 25, turkey. Number 24, turkey. Number 23 is turkey. Number... No, no I'm going to stop now. Because <laughs> they're all turkey. Because they're all turkey. <laughs> Except for number four, he's turkey turkey. Right, yeah, number four is turkey turkey. Don't know why, but he is. <laughs> So uh, our topic of the show this week is a list came out of the top 25 games for the Nintendo Switch. All of them are Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, hopefully Zelda Breath of the Wild is in this list somewhere, but yeah. Top 25? Uh, uh, maybe. It might be. It might make the cut. Might. There's only, you know, there's a lot of good games out. To be honest, I didn't know there was any other games except for Zelda: Breath of the Wild on you the Switch. You did too. You played Shovel Knight, so quiet your face. Um, but on my Vita, we wanted to we, we wanted to cover this uh, list a little bit from IGN and just kind of ramble off the games um, and make some comments, maybe shift some games around in our opinion, but give the people coming into this holiday, coming into the shopping season for the holiday, some ideas and maybe some games that they haven't heard of to keep an eye out for and add to their, um, you know, add to their list. Yeah. Also rip it apart. Yes. You're going to do that. 
Yeah, no, seriously, I'm going to print it out on paper and then just rip it. That's fair. In half. All right, so top 25 games. Now, let me read a little blurb from their article that just explains um, what their thought process was around this list. Uh, Before um, the criteria, the primary question this top 25 list is intended to answer is, what are the 25 best games that they had played on that platform? How much fun they had with the games uh, is obviously the primary concern, but also considering elements like longevity, staying power. Is it like longevity slash staying power? Like, isn't that the same thing? Anyways, longevity. That's why it says longevity slash staying power. Yeah, why wouldn't you just say longevity or staying power? I mean, because some people don't understand the word longevity, maybe? Okay, I don't know. Influence and innovation. So uh, this list does consist of games released before November 1st, 2017. So if you're upset that there's something on this list and it came out after that, that's one reason why it may not be on this. Well, it won't be on this list. Yeah. So back off, Rocket League. There you go. Good. That's a good example. Perfect example. Perfect example. Because that would be in my so top. People. That would be in my top oh, twenty-five easily, easily. for for the council. Yeah. So all right. So spoiler. Not on this list. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into this list. We got twenty-five games to cover. Some of these we're going to move through quick because either a we agree they should be in the position they're in. We or we personally haven't played them. You know wh- whatever it may be. Number twenty-five, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, this is a Dynasty Warriors-inspired video game, hack and slash, fun. I've played Hyrule Warriors. I've played Dragon Quest Warriors. And it makes the top 25, I think. Uh, you know, I think it belongs here. Yeah, it, it belongs it, there. This, the whole, <laughs> this whole genre of game with Dynasty Warriors and Fire Emblem and all this stuff, they're good games, but for me, they just don't, they don't grab me. It's just I don't think it's my type of game. So, but there's a lot of people that do like it. So I could see the popularity. I could see why it could be in a top 25. Yeah. Number 24, Pick Cross S. This game does not belong in the top 25. No. I'm sorry. Not at all. Uh, and I will get into why a little bit later because there are a couple, there are a couple games that aren't on this list that 1,000% deserve to be on this list over Pick Cross S. Okay? And if you don't know what Pick Cross is... It, uh, it was a game that had come out. Picross has been out for a long time. This is like a, a new version of it, but it's just it's a puzzle game. I mean, it's a I don't know. It's a super basic puzzle game series. Um, doesn't have any touch touch controls on the Switch, and it's just a rehash. You know. Let's be real, okay? You remember when your grandma used to go to the dollar store and get you those little, like, battery-operated, like, solitaire games to put in your stocking for Christmas? That's where this belongs. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This is... To make Top 25 is, is... I guess the only way I can see it in the Top 25 is that you're you're trying to put a few casual... Very, very, very casual games uh, from the Switch in the Top 25. Number 23, Disgaea 5 Complete. Um, I believe this belongs in the top 25. Uh, your your RPG options of this council are limited right now, and uh, though they're they're growing here, especially with um, Xenoblade coming out really soon, but um, it, it definitely has a, a home. It's a JRPG, and it is uh, turn based. Um, you know, very very micro mechanical style game. I played the demo of this game, and 
it's just not my it's not my cup of tea. But I can see where RPG fans of old school would love yeah. will love this game because yep. of all the cool things that you can adjust and control and manipulate. So, yeah, yeah, it's turn based JRPG by definition. Yes, like that's exactly like turn based and it's JRPG. Yeah, nothing fancy about it. Um, and so I think uh, I think it deserves to be on this list. I don't think it needs to be too high. And sitting at twenty three, I think is uh, fair. So yeah, number twenty two, Oxen Free, which was a, uh, a a digital game that they released. Um, Freaks and Geeks meets Poltergeist Adventures is filled with memorable moments ranging from quiet and um, Quiet characters' interactions, terrifying displays of the paranormal. With the Switch version, might be the very best way to play. It contains a really interesting new game mode that was added to all versions uh, later. Um, a while after launch, as well as great use of the haptic feedback of the Joy-Con. There's also both controller and touchscreen support, and um, it's just a fun, you know, point-and-click adventure game. So. And when I think about it, you know, there's a couple of Telltale games that are coming, but overall this style of game doesn't have a whole lot of presence on the console right now. I have not played this game, don't have a lot of input, but one, yeah. also don't want to sit there and say it doesn't belong, doesn't I, belong on the list. Yeah. I haven't played it either. It looked interesting from the uh, review videos and uh, trailer videos that I've watched. Um Am I okay with it being on this top 25 list? Sure. I would have to put some time into it to give you a better judgment on it. I will say that I'm okay with it being on the top 25 list because it's in the, the top 20s. Yeah. Um, number 21, Slime San. Okay. San. Slime San. <sighs> Just like Jazzy San. Um, so <laughs> this game here is an interesting choice and and i again question this game just like i question pick cross pick cross because um there's there's other games out there that i feel maybe deserve this spot more um but dozens of retro inspired 2d platforming games will likely come to the switch in its lifespan but slim slim san slim san um, unique blend of early Amiga game graphics, uh, time-bending mechanics, and wet, slimy protagonists will continue to set it apart. With over 200 levels, tons of hidden collectibles, unlockable costumes, and secret areas, hardcore platforming game players will find a ton to love in this game. I, I just don't think it's top 25. It, it's I've so I have played this game because I am a, I like platformers I like you know I like the uh, a lot of the old school inspired stuff that's coming out on the Switch so I try a lot of it and it's good but I don't I definitely would have never considered it putting in my top twenty five simply because there's better options out there and and I can I can name a few but I'm I'm trying to get deeper in this list without um, ruining it for anybody that thinks maybe those games are on this list yeah. I had a very difficult time with this game because of two words, Super and Meat Boy. <laughs> right. Because I just love that game so much. And then when I, when I played this, I just it just always felt like a real yeah. like dumbed-down version of that game. Now, to mind me. you, Super Meat Boy is not currently available on the Switch. Correct. Yet. Right. It's coming. I'm just saying so that with just, playing it on, yeah. on my PS4 and, and my Vita, like playing that game when I when I when I put this one on the Switch and played it, I was like, man, 
this is like <laughs> like no offense, but this is just how I feel. It's like a really bad version of Super Meat Boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number twenty is the first game that I think is too too high on the list. It needs to be. How do we want to? How do we want to do this? Too low forward? on the list. It's too low. You want on the it to list. be higher. You want it to be higher. Okay, yeah. so that's how we'll do it. Number twenty, Sonic Mania. Oh, this game was phenomenal. Yeah, this was the rebirth of Sonic in in, in its uh, you know original form. It was a fantastic game. I played my Switch more. This was kind of like that pick the Switch back up. I couldn't put it back down type thing. I was waiting for that game that was going to make me do it before uh, you know some of the big the big uh, Nintendo games came out. Sonic Mania is fantastic. It 100% deserves to be on this list, but it should be higher. Yeah. Um, I would almost put Sonic Mania in my top 10 I would. Switch games right now. I would personally, for I, me personally, it'd be my top, in my top yeah. 10. And I 1,000% would put it above this next game at number 19, ARMS! Nintendo's ARMS... Might be just the weird. It, it might be Nintendo's weirdest game um, that I don't really know what they were trying to do with it, but they're continuing to give it support, which I like, and continue to add characters and and tweak it. But overall, you know, I, I guess sitting at nineteen necessarily isn't bad for it. But there there are games that we've already mentioned, like Sonic Mania, like Disgaea. Uh, and even Fire Emblem Warriors that I would put up in front of ARMS. I would give them a higher ranking. I would put every game that we've already talked about ahead of this game. <laughs> I know you don't I like this game. I hate ARMS so much. <laughs> this giant pile of gimmick was just no fun. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, that's, the, that's your number 19, unfortunately. Number 18. I disagree. I, I think we all do. List. We all do. This is where I ripped the paper in half, right here at that one. There you go. Let's go to 18 before thankfully, I get you don't, Thankfully, you don't have any paper. Number 18, Pokken Tournament DX, or Pokken Tournament, whatever you, however you like to pronounce this game. The Pokemon Tekken Reskin fighting game uh, is basically it's, it's the evolution of Pokemon. Well, I don't want to call it Pokemon Stadium, but it is just... It's that more aggressive fighting game that that people wanted, you know, that uh, where you can face off uh, different Pokemon, different fight, fighting types uh, against each other in a 3D slash 2D world. It's an interesting game where you kind of have that arena fight, and then it switches to a 2D lock-in, and there's different damage phases because of those two different modes. Um, it's a fun game, and it's uh, it's definitely I played this on the Wii U. And I liked it, but the problem was no one had a Wii U. So I like it on the Switch. No. Yeah, I like it on the Switch because it's easy to play multiplayer on the same Switch where the Wii U is like somebody has the gamepad and another person has to have a controller and use the TV. And it's just it's more friendly on the Switch. Uh, they added all the extra arcade and extra content that didn't find its way to the Wii U version. It's on this DX version of uh, Pocket Tournament. So... Um, sitting at 18, I think it's fair. It could probably be in the top 15, um, but your fighting genre of games on the Switch, yes, there are some, but I think it's limited. So when you look at the, the, you know, the options, this is one of the strongest. 
if not the strongest. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix Super Blast Face in your ball sack edition 17 yeah, version 2.30 AOL 11 slash, you know, second edition. Um, yeah. If you like... Point two. <laughs> like that, that's obviously a, a, a super classic and all-time great that's been re, re-released for the Switch. But as far as just the, like new fighters, as far as pure pure new fighters, when you look at games like this versus ARMS and you know a couple maybe a couple others that are out there, um, I think I think this game is your top choice right now. So maybe a little bit higher, but in the, pretty close uh, to the to the right range. Number seventeen. It's a game that I think we've all enjoyed. Overcooked. Oh, overcooked! Oh my God! Okay, listen. If you have a wife or a husband or a family member or a friend or a mirror, you need to play Overcooked. It is so much fun. And I was, because I played this for the PlayStation 4, and I was like, "Uh, do I really want to get this game again for the Switch? And I kept telling myself, you know, this could actually have some use for because I never I never play it with the joy cons off like tabletop mode where you have the little like each person has one little joy con in their hand right I feel like the joy cons are too small to, to use as a uh, single remote I always bring my pro controller along with the dog face controller whatever they're calling it now um, so that you could have a full controller in your hand when you're playing and this is like the perfect like take it to work pull it out on lunch and have like the th- three people at the table that you're sitting with, like pull out a little joy con and play a couple rounds. Like it just works. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Overcooked is that chaos cooking game. That's you're trying to save the world and, and, and you're also trying to feed people. It's, it's, it's a multiplayer game that is a, that is so much fun. It's perfect coming into this, the holiday season here where you can, you can pick this game up uh, right, right from the, the uh, online store, Nintendo shop, and you can sit down with your family and friends and have a blast. So, uh, I ha- also a giant fight. That's true, yeah. Because this yeah. game is... If you're looking super, to hate yeah. each other, too, there's that <laughs> yeah, possibility. It, it gets super intense and super competitive, so we'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, the At 17, I think it's a good spot for it. Overcooked is one of those uh, indie developer, indie developed games that I feel could be a little bit higher on this list, but I think it's pretty damn close to where it needs to fall on the top 25. Yeah, but to give an example, I would put it um, higher than this next game. I put so I would swap these two per se. Number sixteen is Thumper. Um, if you're not familiar with Thumper, it is the uh, rhythmic style um, nightmare experience. It's kind of like a it's a it's a music rhythmic game, but it's trying to tell you a story at the same time, and it's a beautiful game. It's fun. Um, if you're into that, the you know that style, the the Guitar Hero, the you know those those types of games where you're kind of following along this trailing this, you know this line, and you and you have to hit commands so that the you know so that your score is better and that you you know the music sounds good and things like that, it falls into that, but just with more of a actual story versus just I'm playing guitar type deal. Um, yeah, I mean, Thumper in the top twenty five is a question. That's a question mark for me. Yeah, I think it's for 
this is another game that I haven't played. Obviously, I've seen people play it, and I've seen the trailers and stuff like that. But I'm I'm just not. A, I think after Rock Band came out, everything else rhythm based is kind of just like it's not Rock Band for me. Because like Rock Band when it first came out was such a cool concept, and you could play you know the guitar, the bass. Somebody could sing. You could play drums. It was just like oh such a cool concept that like. No other rhythm game really interests me. So I think it doesn't belong in my top 25 just because it's a rhythm game. Not only that, but it's just, I mean, again, we're talking about the top 25 games, and, and most people are like, well, the game, you know, the system's only been out since March of this year. You know, there's not that many games. Like, there are that many games to put in the top 25 because the indie scene has been so strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, you're getting weeks where 19 games drop from the Switch. In one week. Yeah. There's almost enough games for top 25 in one week. So there's plenty of games to choose from. I don't think Thumper belongs in the top 25. Um, and then, you know, with that being said, it is it is a fun game. And if you're into that style, it's worth it's worth a play. Um, but number 15, this is this is my first discrepancy. This game belongs in the top 10 of, of the Switch, and that is Cave Story Plus. Now... I think one reason why this game gets hurt and, and is placed where it is is because it did come out on PC back in 2004. It has seen multiple re-releases moving forward. But the version that we got on the Switch was fantastic. And it also happened to be my first version that I ever played, Cave Story. So I look at it as a game that I've, that's brand new to me. Mm-hmm. And I think many people will follow suit. I don't think Cave Story you know, was mainstream by any, any sense, uh, you know, Maybe the 3DS version did brought helped that, but being that the world of PC in 2004, I don't think it what it got the uh, attention of console gamers and stuff like that. Now sitting on the Switch, I can tell you this game is fantastic. It's so much fun. Decision like the concept of the game and the decisions you make and how it gives you replay value because you you come out with different weapons or or different different people surviving or what or whatever based on how you played the game based on decisions you make through the game makes you go back and actually play it again to try to get the other other ways all the way to the point where it's like you think you beat the game but if you play it differently there's a whole nother world that you go play so like yeah. not only is it like oh a different ending i don't care about that i beat the game i'm good no now if you play it differently there's more game that you've never seen. Like that's enough to even get people that don't care about different endings to play the game more. So when, when IGN sat here and said like longevity, innovation, you know, things like that, when you're rating that this game deserves to be way higher than 15. Um, you know, on my personal, my personal list cave stories in the top 10, potentially in my top five, it would be very tough to get it in my top five, but it would Maybe be number five. Yeah. Or right outside of it. For me, especially looking at the rest of this list. And you um, know how much I played this game. Yeah, he played a shit ton of this game. For for me, I I enjoyed this game as well. I think it's a great game. I didn't get to Endgame like you did, so I didn't get all the to that extra longevity that you got out of it. But the the game itself is is an awesome game. So it, at the very least, if I'm taking this IGN list and I'm taking the ones ahead of it, 
and literally kicking them down to the positions I think they should be at, this game easily makes it into the top 10. Yeah. Because there's games that are coming up here that don't belong where they're supposed to be at. Well, the next game I is a great example of that. Number 14, Golf Story. Okay? Golf Story is getting a lot of love. Um, but I have, I mean, we have people in, in the MCG crew that the game is so, is so bugged out for them that they literally stop playing it because they can't progress the story anymore. Right. So when it comes to playability and fun, like, I don't know how much fun it is when you put a bunch of time into a game and then it breaks and then you got to hope that the developer patches the game for you so that you can go back to playing it. So, I mean, that's just my childhood. <laughs> Everything I loved, my sister would break. So yeah, it just reminds so me. So golf story is much like for the people that have enjoyed it and and, and it hasn't uh, you know glitched out on them and, and bugged out on them. Um, it, it, golf story is cool and it, and it, and I think it's one of those games that could fall into the top twenty five. I don't think it beats Cave Story at all. At no. all, I don't no, think not I don't. At all. Yeah, and so f- I don't think it beats you know uh, Overcooked. I don't I don't think it beats. It doesn't beat Pockin. It doesn't you know like so for me. Um, it's way too high uh, on the list, and I would uh, Cave Story should definitely be yeah. bumped up. But um, you have some some input on Golf Story because you've been playing it. <laughs> this game, I have a love hate relationship with this game. I personally feel that like, and everybody's like, oh, it's kind of like an RPG, and you have this whole storyline and stuff. That's what bothers me about it. This is a great old school golf game where it's like. You can pick the the pitch and drive and wind speed and spin and all of this stuff on your ball. Hit it and play golf. And it's old old school, like top down view. Like hit the ball and it has this little like arch because you hit it th- like this. And here's where it lands and you you hit it to the hole. Great old school like golf mechanics. But the RPG element where they're like having all this story dialect between the character. I don't care. Like, I just don't. It's too much for me. And I feel like if they had an option where you could play a story mode and get that RPG element or just go in and, like, hey, I want to play 18 and then click that in the beginning and be able to play 18 holes of golf, I would have enjoyed the game much more. But they literally kick you right into this RPG. You have to go through all the dialect, and it is glitchy as hell. Yeah. Uh, following that up at number 13 is is another classic, The Binding of Isaac, and this is the Afterbirth Plus edition. Uh, this is another game that people have really like, and again, I would put Cave Story in front of this game. I think if if this if Cave Story was 13, then Binding is 14. Like like they're right by each other. Uh, Binding is really cool. It is that bullet hell. Um, you know, um, new world generated every every game, and you're playing through. Uh, a pretty dark and twisted story that it's it's a fun it's a very fun uh, roguelike game. So, um, yeah, I, I it definitely deserves to be in the list. I think as as for for what it is, but uh, maybe to me it's a little high. And I do own this game. I do like it, but I, as far as playability, um, you know, and fun. Um, I find this game to be. I, I feel like a lot of people would, would find this game too difficult. I feel like a lot of people would find this game frustrating where they make it, you know, and, and I, I'm not, not me. Like, I like a challenge, right? But, like, there's a lot of people out there that when you put all this effort into it and you get really cl- close to something and then you, you die and it's start from the beginning, right? Like an old school game. Mm hmm. 
um, that kills it for them. It kills the game real fast where they're like, well, I'm not doing that again, you know? Um, and that's what Binding of Isaac has to deal with with that, with that concept. Now, I've watched people play it, you know, um, and be able they, – they've played it so much that they're very good at the game and can run it almost all the way through anytime they want. You know, it's a challenge. I'm not saying just, it's a cakewalk for them, but, you know, they enjoyed the game and they've enjoyed it multiple times because it generates new worlds and, and you know, you're, you're, tra- you're traversing through multiple, like, floors – so the idea is that the bo- even the bosses you hit are random. So you don't know what order you're going to get them. You also might not see them all in a single playthrough. So there's some replay value to it in that sense. Uh, but I, again, I, I, I put Cape Story above it. Um, but I think sitting around that, that 14, 15 zone is, is probably a good spot for it. The Binding of Isaac to me is just too much. It's too crazy. It, yeah, it's, like a I cha- it's a chaotic game yeah, for sure. I don't mind the challenge aspect of it. It's just the the chaos. Yeah. It's like too much to follow, and it's like, man, my life's crazy enough. I need like something to relax me when I play video games. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, number 12 is NBA 2K18. <sighs> it's See, I... I'm I'm okay with its positioning on this list, but also at the same time, I'm not a big basketball fan. Not a big basketball video game fan at all. Not a big basketball fan in general. However, I think them being able to take a sports game like NBA 2K18 and put it on the Switch for what it is, a play on your TV or pick it up and play on the go, and have this game play as smooth and as well as it does is a huge feat for 2K. It, it is. I mean, yeah, it's impressive that we've seen NBA 2K, we've seen FIFA, you know, we've seen some games come out that, that run. But, I mean, even FIFA is like a different version of FIFA. It's not the same game. Right. And, you know, same with 2K18 probably being a little bit of a slightly, you know, dumbed-down version. Um, and, again, if you're, if you're a basketball fan, like, you have, you have one option, and it's NBA 2K18. And, thankfully, that is, like, the golden poster child of NBA games you know it's it, that's the concept it's just like that's your option and thankfully the, that that option is also available on the switch you know versus like MLB the show being a PlayStation exclusive it's like if you want to play baseball and you want to play baseball pretty much at its best you gotta play on PlayStation right you don't have that option you know you're gonna have to play RBI on the switch <laughs> yeah RBI RBI baseball which again it's a fun it's fun but it's not the show, you know? Yep. And uh, so, yeah, NBA 2K18 at 12, I personally wouldn't put it near the top 10. Um, as far as uh, sports games go, you know, I don't I don't uh, value them super high because of the yearly turnover that they have. Um, I think investment on a game like this, especially if you're going to go $60 into a game, and then, you know, uh, less than 12 months from your day of, from your day of purchase, you're – you know, or about or about a year from your day of purchase, you you're got an obsolete game that's worth a buck um, because it's lost 100 percent of its value. Yeah, I, I just to me, it's like, eh, I can't, I don't buy into them as much as I used to. Um, so I'd I'd move this down. I'd keep this this and maybe like FIFA or something in the top 25 because you, I think you should have some sports presence in the in the top 25 um, from a system that. Again, handheld, being able to play some some multiplayer soccer matches or, or basketball matches and things like that, that's cool. 
Like that's it's easy to sit there, pop some Joy Cons off, sit down, and you know, and play a game of basketball. So it's cool. I think it's too high. I think a lot of these games deserve to be in front of it, mm-hmm. but it that's where it's at. Like, let me guess, Cave Story. Cave Story, hundred percent needs to be in front of NBA Two K eighteen. Yes. <laughs> Cave Story right now is my biggest is my biggest gripe with this entire list. No, I get it. I knew it was going to be as soon as I read it. Yeah, Um, that that one's that one's tough. I have a huge gripe about a game um, that I'm going to get at once we go through the list. That's not on this list, and it pisses me off. So two of them actually. I have two games. Mm -hmm. All right, number eleven, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I love this game. It's a good game. Um, actually, this game surprised me. I, I I picked it up. I figured I was going to play a lot of Tetris and um, and not care about anything else and then just move on with my life. And then every once in a while I'll get bored and didn't want to get into a heavy, heavy-duty game and just play a round of Tetris and go on with my life. Uh, but what's surprising about Puyo Puyo Tetris is that it had a story mode, and as cheesy and kiddie as it is, it's fun, and it does a good job at teaching you both sides of the game. So I got into the Puyo Puyo side, and it... I got interested in it and started playing it more. So I think the game is actually very deceiving in the sense that like a lot of people will look at it and go, "Oh, it's a pu- you know, it's just a puzzle game, and I can play pu- I can play Tetris with my friends." But really, it's just like, do I do I want a puzzle game or not? And I think the the big thing about Puyo Puyo Tetris is it's more than just a puzzle game. Like it actually has more to it, uh, which is surprising. And uh, I I highly recommend it. It's it's a good game. Sitting at eleven. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a good game. It d- definitely deserves to be up there. I think it's one of the best puzzle option games that you have on the Switch right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, and I mean, you, they've only screwed up Tetris as far as Nintendo goes a couple times. And so, like, it's hard to screw up Tetris. And I was worried that they were going to screw up Tetris by trying to blend it with this. And I know there's been, like, Puyo Puyo's been around for a long time. It's, right. It's big, it's big in, in Japan. But, um... I was pleasantly surprised. I, I like the blend of the two ma- games. I like being able to choose if I want to just play Tetris, I can. But at the same time, uh, the hybrid stuff is is fun. So Yeah. it's t- I'm a huge fan of Tetris. And then Puyo Puyo, although not um, exactly like Dr. Mario, is very Dr. Mario-esque. Yeah. And we all know by listening to GameZilla that... Jazzy yeah. Fiddle loves him some Dr. Mario. Yeah. So putting the Puyo Puyo version into the blend of Tetris was just, I love this game. I Absolutely. Loved it. All right, so let's get into the top 10. The top 10 games on the Nintendo Switch so far. None of these games. Sorry. These are the best games. The best 10, Jazzy. Yeah. There are no other games that deserve to be inside this list. Except for the ones I've already mentioned before. Cave Story Plus. <laughs> Number 10. Snipper Clips. Hot garbage. Tell me tell me your feelings here. I You love this game. hate this game. It was... Okay, so it was super cool and unique the first time you showed me how to play it. We did two puzzles together and I was like, cool, let's play another one. Cool, let's play another one. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with this forever. It doesn't need to be put into my system ever again. And I even tried thinking like, oh, this is a party-based game. Like, you know, this will be good at family events and stuff like that. I put it in, and normally my mom eats the party games up. Mario Party, Dr. Mario, like all these party games that you can throw in and play at a party, my mom eats them up. I I bought this, took it home to my mom. She didn't even want to play it. 
she looked at it and was like, nope, not interested. This looks dumb. This, okay, so <laughs> I don't want to rip apart snipper clips because it, it, it is an interesting concept, but it almost felt like this was like a demo thing that maybe should have been included with the Switch when you bought it. 100%. And uh, the reason why I say that is that like some of the puzzles are fun, and the multiplayer aspect is very is, is entertaining. I think replay value is the big question mark here is that there's a limited amount of um, of puzzles. And yes, I know that they've tried to add some more and they've updated the game and they and you know they've done some things with it. But overall, I think um, I think the issue here is that to put this in the top ten. With the replay value, in my opinion, being low, unless you are like this, this is that game that every time I was showing off the Switch to somebody, I fired it up just to see so they could see how goofy it was. Cause it is, it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Like, and so, like, but right after that, it was, okay, now let's play some Bomberman. Okay, now let's, you know, like, it, it was never, hey, let's play more snipper clips. Never. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, I feel like to sit here and call this game uh, a, a delightful surprise, it was a surprise because no one thought anything about this game really going in. They, it was, you know, it was just kind of an afterthought that people were looking for once they were eating up all the other games uh, from the small launch that the Switch had. But um, I just, I don't see this. There's no way this belongs in the top 10. Especially with the over Tetris, yeah, yeah. Especially with the criteria that they were looking in, into, like innovation. Okay, I'll give it to you. Interesting, eh? Innovation it wins. Yeah, it wins oh, for sure. innovation. Longevity, you play twice and you're it's just done. Like yeah. you don't need to do anything else because it's like, oh, okay, now you you know how to do everything. Now you just got to figure out how to get this here. Or or yeah, make that be. go here or so, yeah, and it's just there's no there's no longevity to this game at all. Yeah, or so cut yourself in the shape so that you fill in the you space. fill in the space. Yeah, exactly. So quirky, innovative for sure. I'll give it that. But I think my biggest problem with this is I don't straight up hate this game. I don't think it's the worst ever because I did have fun playing it when for when we went through those that first time. But no. Way should it be in the top ten of yeah. this list? No way. No way. And not not ahead of many a lot of these games that we just recently talked about. All right, number nine, Stardew Valley. Now, Stardew Valley has been out on other systems uh, for a little while, but uh, Stardew Stardew Valley, which was born for uh, of Harvest Moon, uh, makes perfect sense that Stardew Valley fits right at home on Nintendo Switch. The farming life simulator is wonderfully open ended, letting you forge your own country path with fishing, fighting, uh, farming, and falling in love. Additionally, being able to take advantage of the Switch's sleep mode helps take some of the pressure off of not being able to save in the middle of the day, uh, even if a few other bugs in the port are still waiting to be um, fixed. I think overall, the Stardew Valley is a great game. We know many people that are still playing it, you know, um, nonstop on their Switch. Uh, replay value is ultra high because it's never the game doesn't end really, and um, you know the the sim sim side of this game is is very well done. So I think um, it being a top 10 is, yeah, it's yeah. good. Being number nine, if it was any lower or any higher on, 
higher on the list. Yeah, higher on the list, and I'd have a problem. But um, being number nine, I could see this one floating from nine to eleven. You know, like floating in yeah. that range. No, it it's it's perfect for. I love this game because because of the way I play my Switch. Right. Like I'll go home and I'll be gaming with Grimlock here, and we'll be on the X, or we'll be on our PCs playing some League, or we'll be playing some some PlayStation Four Pro. And then it's kind of like, oh well, I'm getting kind of tired, you know. Uh, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And then I grab my Switch and I hop into bed and I play my Switch a little before bed each night. And this is the perfect game to just sit down. Like, far, it, it you you did this on Farmville on your phone. You did this on you know all those mobile app games. And to be able to pick your Switch up, sit down with it, do this for a little bit, and then pass out. Perfect. Oh. It also works while in rest mode, while throughout the day, so you're not losing a bunch of crap throughout the day because you're not playing 24-7 like you needed to in the mobile games. Like, if you didn't pick that mobile game up, like Farmville and stuff like that, like, every break you had throughout the day, your shit died, you lost all your coins, you got so far behind you couldn't you trade with people, it was just awful. And now this is, like, perfect for yeah. that pick-up play. Yep, absolutely. Put down. Number eight. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. So this is a platformer that I 100% agree with its positioning, if not potentially moving itself a little bit higher. Um, Shovel Knight is fantastic. Uh, Shovel Knight has been out for a long time, but this particular version on the Switch gave us all the uh, DLC like Plague Knight, um, but also added uh, Spectre Knight which was uh, new and exclusive to the Switch um, when it launched. So the tree, you could buy that trio in, in the Treasure Trove like bundle, um, and it was great. It was, it was so much game for, what, 30 bucks. You basically were paying $10 per game. Um, it was like three, three games for 30 bucks. That was they're fantastic. I mean, the value is super high. Replay, replayability, super high. Innovation is very unique in the sense that it's a great tribute game playing, poking a little bit of fun, but also giving a lot of, uh, you know, callbacks to all your classic platformers. And, uh, you know, mechanic-wise and just playability-wise, it's, it's one of the best. So overall, this was a game that you had never played then you got a switch, and you wanted something to try, and you lost yourself in it. I mean, you oh, played yeah. it to till you were done with everything. Yeah, it it. We hopped on a plane to go to one of the PAX conventions, and I pretty much beat all three versions of this um, from plane ride down. Obviously, uh, off and on a little bit, like in lines, and before I went to bed while we were at the convention, and then on the plane ride back, I had all three of them beat and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think it belongs there. Like I said, it could be a little bit higher, honestly. Yeah. Number seven, Minecraft. So um, let's just be honest. No matter the platform, uh, Minecraft still stands tall as one of the best games yeah. around. Popularity I mean, is just it's huge. You know, um, years of updates, free DLC, and just a ton of community feedback. Uh, polishes this game and keeps making it better and better. Um, the replayability in a, of a sandbox game is almost unlimited if you're, you know, if you're enjoying it, um, and means that you're going to be playing it for years and years. Um, you know, and the Switch version of Minecraft can be played multiplayer, cross-platform with other versions, 
and uh, even has some Nintendo has the Nintendo assets uh, added into there as well. So um, again, you're not limiting yourself to just Switch players. Like the cross-platform thing is here and working. Um, you know, so Minecraft is seven. Not not mad at it. I'm not a Minecraft player, so I don't. You know, I haven't even played the Switch version. But I'm also not going to argue that it doesn't belong because I know the history of Minecraft. I know the popularity of Minecraft. And let's be honest, the Switch version did it all right by, yes, we're bringing you Minecraft, but we're also letting you cross-platform enjoy this game uh, and we're giving you Nintendo assets on top of it, which is uh, just a perk as to why you should play it on the Switch. Yep. So, And obviously playing it on the Switch because it's on, you can take it on the go. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Um, I have nothing wrong with placement of that game. Yeah. Seven is like right where it needs to be. Yep, solid. All right, number six, Steam World Dig Two. This is the only game in the top ten that I have not played. Yeah, it hasn't and been out that long. I'm super <laughs> interested, and I would like to play it before I give a reaction because, like, watching the reviews and trailers and stuff like that that are already out in this game. Oh man, I'm super interested. Yeah, SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig, the original, um, was very popular, fun game. SteamWorld Dig Two is a basically a textbook example of everything a sequel should be: bigger, smarter, and just straight up more fun. Um, guiding Dorothy through SteamWorld Dig 2's labyrinth caverns, searching for loot and upgrades is a challenging and charming twist on the classic Metroidvania style and has a gameplay loop that will undoubtedly keep you up into the wee hours of the morning uh, for just one more run. So um, I haven't played 2 either. Uh, I've, I've, very been, I've been intrigued to play 2. And obviously, when you hear the word Metroidvania, you know that I'm excited and all about it. But um, you know, as far as it being number six overall, to me, it's it's high. Um, but I also don't fully understand Steamworld Dig Two. How much they've improved on from the original? How much you know? How enjoyable it really is? Could I put it in my top? It'd be very difficult for me to still sit here and say yes, it belongs in my top six when I think about what, what other games should be there. Um, but I also don't, I think it should still, I think it's totally fair that this game falls in the top 10. Yeah. So, yeah, and if it fell right outside the top 10, I still would probably be okay with that. Yeah. I had, this is the game in the top 10 that I haven't played. So it's, it's hard for me to give a proper judgment on it until I can actually get it in my hands and play it. Fair. Next game, number five, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, this was probably the most one of the most surprising games for me of the year uh, for the Switch. I was going to buy it because it's Mario, because I wanted to give it a try, but I was very concerned because it's a tactics game. I was concerned because it's not a Nintendo game; it's a, it's a Ubisoft game, and I, you know I, I had a lot of just I was reserved when it came to this game. Uh, and from the day one, from the first time I put 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 it into my system and played, I was pleasantly shocked, pleasantly surprised. Uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, it, it, I mean, it faced no shortage of, of skepticism before it launched. And, and, and I was one to sit there and say, I don't know. Well, what do you think? <laughs> For me, tactics is very... Hit or miss. Like, I either love the tactics game or I, or I don't like it at all. And I was 
in the beginning, like Mario and Rabbids being a tactics game, like I just don't, I don't really see how they're going to do the blend. I don't see how it, they're going to make this into something that's going to really catch me. And then they did. And I was surprised by it. Like I was super surprised at how good this game was, how, how smooth it was, how even if you want to go with longevity, they're still making stuff to, that are DLC yeah. that's going into this game. So for anybody that hasn't played Mario's plus Rabbids, like try it because yeah. it's that game where it's like every time you go by the store you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, that looks interesting, but I don't think it's for me. Yeah. I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about it for maybe your younger child, though, or something, th- this game, it, it is a tactics game and it does have some challenging parts where I feel like the the younger crowd might have some issues with this game. Um, but overall, if you're looking for a challenge, if you're looking for that that tactics turn based, you know, fun, this is a hundred percent it. Like like there are very few tactics games that get me, and this game definitely pulled me in and kept my attention. So, uh, number four, Splatoon two. Oh jeez, this is a t- this is a real hard one for us. I think uh, I think initially reading this list, I was like. Get out of here. There's no way Splatoon 2 should be held that high. You know, but a lot of that was my personal opinion coming in, my personal feelings of choices they made that upset me. And so when you overall think of Splatoon 2 and you think of people that are that play that still play it to this day, you know, as far as the the shooter um, you know, segment of the Switch right now. 100% it's it's the champ. Um, you know, yes, it has some questionable choices with certain aspects or certain modes of the game, and it frustrated us how difficult it was to be able to play with our friends, you know, necessarily even on the same team. You know, there's a lot of those things. But overall, when you play the game, when you play the game, you have a lot of fun. When you um, are sitting there trying to collect uh, gear and you're trying to you know, win rounds and you you level up to the point where you can start to get into ranked and play rank mode. Like the game's just pure fun and excitement. And even though maybe you're not killing everybody, you still feel you know, you still feel like you are um, you know, doing a good job because you're getting a lot of paint coverage. Like it had a good balance in the sense that like, yeah, maybe you're not the best Call of Duty player, but because you can sit there and focus a map and try to win that quadrant over just trying to, you know, shoot each other, like, you still felt useful in the game, which then replayability went up because you kept playing. Versus a lot of times people go into a shooter, they get wrecked over and over again, and they eventually say, I'm just not good at this. I'm not going to play this shooter anymore. Right. You know, and so from that standpoint, yes, I don't... I <sighs> Number four, though, is tough. Yeah, that's the thing that's kind of thrown me off is... This game, giving it to you straight, handcuffs the hell out of you, and I hate it. I hate the fact that they handcuff the hell out of you this game. But at the end of the day, it's Splatoon, which is just fun. So it's hard to find that balance for me because I really love Splatoon as a concept and as a, as the game plays. 
I just hate the handcuffs behind it with like everything you said, not being able to play with your friends and like having to do all this secret time, time event based shit in order to collect things in order to unlock things. Like it just, none of that was any interest to me at all, but the game itself is Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was tough to, tough to pay $60 and then like a mode that you were excited for was only open certain times. So kind of was like a wall that would go up and down based on when, you know, when they wanted, but you paid 60 bucks. Why can't you play this offline mode, you know, like this mode? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's really tough. The matchmaking was difficult. The, 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 the choices that were made for, you know, playing these ranked matches that were completely different types of matches than what you played when you weren't playing ranked. So it's like, well, how do I practice ranked? If I can't even play these style matches, except inside rank, because I can't, because when I'm not playing rank, it's different. You know, so like there's all this confusion and just kind of, in, in my opinion, poor choices made. But overall, the game was a lot of fun. I'd put it, Splatoon 2 still would make my top 10. Oh, yeah. It still would make my top 10 on the Switch. It was my number one game um, when we went to PAX South in January before the system came out. We got our hands on. We got to play Splatoon 2, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have Splatoon 2 handheld option. It's going to be so great. And we did play a lot of it, but the frustration of the shortcomings of the game ran us all away to the point where none of us played anymore. And so that makes it hard for me to say it's in my top five. For sure. I can't it's hard for me to put it in the top five when there's clear, easily five games I can pick that to this day I still put them in and, and play them no problem. Yep. And that and that follows up to our number three, which deserves its spot, and that's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Oh yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe was fantastic. I mean, this is a game that was we were playing every day at lunch with you know, a bunch of people at work. You know, I'd come home, friends would come over, I'd play online, I'd, I'd practice for the for the next days, you know, to get ready for the next competition against coworkers or friends or whatever. And it just it just was great. It was what you got out of this game on a handheld device. Now, mind you, you docked the thing; it looked even better. But we played so much of this handheld that it was just, like, mind-blowing that I'm playing, like, full-blown best-ever Mario Kart anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it looks so good, you know, and uh, and still plays so good. So Mario Kart 8 is a must-own for a Switch, any, any Switch owner. No. It, is, it is a really good time, a lot of fun. The battle mode's a lot of fun. The regular races are great. The amount of content that you can unlock just by playing the game is seems to almost seems never ending, and uh, the replayability hundred percent there. Because if anybody, and I mean anybody, comes up to you and says that they don't like Mario Kart, they're fucking lying. <laughs> All right, because my aunt comes over twice a year and we play Mario Kart every time she comes over. Yeah, like everybody loves Mario Kart. Yeah, it's just fun, man. It's good. It's a good time. Uh, number two, sliding in very fast, making its way up the ranks. Super Mario Odyssey coming in at the number two mark. Um, I, I can't argue this. Super Mario Odyssey is its great. It's a really good game yeah. if you're into that style of Mario game. That's the only thing I'm going to say is that if you are into that open world, you know, search search out for looking for moons, looking for coins, you know, it's not your tip. Like, don't go into a thing you're going to get this, like, this 
typical Mario where you're going left to right and you know you're trying to find a mushroom and then you're trying to find a, you know a fire plant and then you know you're like no there's it's different than that it's Mario 64 style you know that it's more that than it is uh, than it is your typical uh, Mario that we've seen more or less recently um, this is a great this is a great return to this style and it's a great innovation. Uh, in the sense of Cappy, which is the the hat that Mario wears now, and it's its own being that um, adds a whole new mechanic, a whole new feature to the game. That at first I was like, I, I watched the trailers, I saw everything, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I tried it, I was like, okay, you know what? This it just feels like Mario's had this his entire life. Like it literally feels like, oh yeah, Cappy, yeah, Cappy's been here forever. Like right. it doesn't feel <laughs> different. It doesn't feel awkward. It just feels like it's supposed to be there, you know, which is super important to to try to make that sellable. Um it's a master it's a masterpiece for three D platforming. Yeah. Everybody I think was worried with the um the Cappy aspect. In the beginning, I didn't think they were going to like it, and a lot of people kind of were like, I don't know. And like you said, it just felt like it was supposed to be there all the time. So in order for them to put this whole different like spin on a Mario game, especially being Mario, the biggest name in video games ever, and have it work and feel like it's been with him the whole time is a huge accomplishment in this yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. So, And then, of course, number one. Bomberman R. I knew it. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, your I don't number even one game. need to know game. if we need to say anything on this. Let's, this, let's this just face is, it. This, it's going to win yeah. Game of the Year this year. It, it's are, just, it already has won its yeah, first Golden award. Joystick or yeah. whatever. It's just, this game is amazing. And on top of it, it was like the series was long overdue for some sort of overhaul. And so the, just the way they went about this with the open world, the, the Hyrule being destroyed, and just, and just like everything about it was refreshing. And at the same time, all the new stuff were, was great. So when you take like the expectations of Zelda and you refresh it, plus all the new mechanics and new stuff and make it great, and you put those two things together, you have a masterpiece. And that's exactly yeah. what this was. Um, you know, I think a lot of people could flip-flop Mario Odyssey and, and Zelda in that one-two spot right there to, based off of their gameplay style. But overall, the, both of these... Games, uh, Nintendo should be very proud that they're going to win awards. They're going to sell a lot of copies, and they're going to make people want their want their systems. Yeah, it's, they're gonna. There's these two games deserve to be one and two, and Mario Kart deserves to be three because those three are system sellers. They are one hundred percent system sellers. And to be fair, like <sighs> Nintendo had a huge task from the very beginning in the fact that the Wii U is dying. It was it was sucking them dry, and they needed to push the Switch out. They ramped up the time frame of the Switch, got it out March of this year, which was way sooner than it should ever have come out when, in any other gens of consoles. And you get not only your two biggest named games in the first year, but Zelda we were worried about. They were saying, hey, it got pushed back and delayed, uh, possibly delayed, till 2018. We wouldn't even have this game yet. And then just out of the blue, they're like, nope, it's a launch title game. And it came out, and it's going to win It's, it's gonna win game of the year. 
It is. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say because I'm a Horizon Zero Dawn fan, and you know how much I love that game, and in my heart, that will be my game of the year. Like, it, nothing beats that. But as far as, like, the way game of the year works and, like, what this game has done for not only Nintendo, but the gaming industry, it deserves game of the year. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. It's... It has changed. That game has changed the way many people think about even playing a video game. That's the. That's why it's special. Is that that game has made it where sometimes I go into playing a game and I try to do something and I can't because I hit an invisible wall. And the only reason I even tried it is because of my my mind thinking the way it thinks when I play Breath of the Wild. And that's why Breath of the Wild is, is so incredible is that even the way the developers thought the game was supposed to be played, the amounts of other ways pe- people have found to achieve the same outcome in different ways even surprised the people that made the game. Yeah. It's, it, is, it is a true sandbox creation, uh, but still with, the ability to sit there and say, here's that linear line I can follow if I want, or I can, I'm going to take this boat and, and take this and throw it together, shoot it with a flaming arrow, put these balloons on it, and create a flying ship that, like, doesn't exist in the game. Someone just, just someone used their imagination, thought about the, the physics of these items, and created something. And that's what's so cool is that it gives you that ability, you know, that some of these sandbox games have tried to do, in the world of Zelda to simply try to, you know, kill a goblin or something like that. Yeah, you know, something like, super simple. Yeah, and it's like, we, you watch some of these videos on YouTube and you're just like, I would have never thought to even try that, you know? It's like, huh, I wonder if those barrels will blow up if I uh, shoot them with a fire arrow, but I don't have any fire arrows. I'm just going to go to this camp here and there's a little fire. I'll stand by that, shoot the arrow through the fire, hit the barrel, blows up, kills them all. Now I don't have to even run up and try to fight them. You know, like, simple thing, like, that's more simple-based, but then seeing someone, like, get into, like, some of the mind uh, carts and make them, like, balloon-floating, like, mechanisms and stuff so that they could just, like, float through the level and do whatever the hell they want, yeah. and I'm like, huh, damn. I just I- like the simple things that they put in the game, too, that was, like, they're just real. Like, yeah. oh, it's raining outside. I'm in the middle of a thunderstorm. You pull out a metal weapon and it electrocutes you because the lightning strikes it. Like yeah. just simple like little build, things like that. And you see cool. the build up like on your weapon. And it's yeah. like you better take this off. You better take this off. <laughs> yep. You know, same thing where it's like you run through some thick grass and you have like a torch on, and all of a sudden all the grass is on fire, and you're like, oh crap! And you're taking damage too because the fire is spreading across the grass. Like it's just it's cool stuff. It, it, the game the game is amazing. It's. Uh, and the fact again that it's on this this handheld device that yes you can dock it and have fun but this this is on the go you take this with you and you still can do all of that and that's it's unheard it's unheard of yeah so definitely deserves the number one spot now let's just talk a little bit about this list in the sense of I do have some problems with this list and um, Bomberman is not it you know what honestly Bomberman isn't on it and I think it deserves to be. Um, Top twenty five. It deserves to be in the top twenty five, but I think it's going to be high, it's going to be low on the top twenty five. It's going to be right. you know um, in, in maybe twenty to twenty five. But the thing about Bomberman is that like if you play Bomberman Super Bomberman R 
today, it's probably a 15 on the list. If you played it at launch, and and you still and the game was still what it was at launch, then yeah, it's probably like between 20 and 25 on the list. But this game has gotten so much support, added so much content, complete new modes, added characters, just tons and tons of love, and it's all free DLC. And it's also, guess what? It's also Bomberman, okay? Like, if you haven't played a Bomberman game, a good Bomberman game, then you need to play this game. And the advantage here going into the holiday, you know, the holiday shopping season is it is a launch title, and it is going to be dirt cheap, and I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, even single player, but of course the multiplayer aspect of that game is such a blast that I think, um, you know, I think... It should be included in your in your collection, and I know a lot of people gave up on it because you know once Mario Kart came out, once something else came out, all of a sudden Bomberman kind of just got pushed to the side. But I I really enjoy that Bomberman game. I enjoy all of the um, IPs that that Konami is bringing back, both both Konami IPs and um, Hudson IPs with like you know Dracula and. Uh, Grady, Gradius and uh, and other other characters that they're turning into Bomberman characters, including Silent Hill characters and all sorts of stuff. So it's fun um, that that they're doing all of that. But yeah, I just I was kind of bummed that that didn't make the list. My next one that that didn't make the list, especially when you're talking about some of these uh, platformer games that we were talking about in the the twenty zone, is Tiny Barbarian. Tiny Barbarian is a fantastic platformer. It is another indie game that I think has it got a lot of attention, but and a lot of a lot of your hardcore platforming players enjoyed it. It's a fun game, and I think it deserves a spot for sure over um, what was what was the uh, the the one uh, number twenty like three or whatever it was. Uh, you still have your list up? Mine crashed. Well, that stupid puzzle, pick, pick code. Well, well, yeah, just yeah. That. There's that one too, of course. Here we go. Sorry, I got it back up. Number twenty-one. Sorry, number twenty-one. Slime San. Yeah. You know, like that was a platform, two D platformer. Barbarians, a two D platformer. So I'm just trying to trade one for one here. Same, same style game and everything. Like Tiny Barbarian, one hundred thousand times over Slime San. So, um. And then my 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 uh, I think my third one my last one is Axiom Verge. Like you have games like Cave Pl- Cave Story, you have games uh, like um, Binding of Isaac, you have games that have been out for uh, a period of time that have been out on every other console before the Switch. So there's no excuse that the best Metroidvania style game on the Switch isn't on your list. Yeah, I agree. That, I love Axiom Verge for the music alone. The music, you don't even yeah. need to play the game. Oh, yeah, just, the music alone is fantastic. Just, just put the game in and, and play the music, yeah. and then it deserves to be on the list. And I'm sh- and, and honestly, that's just this. these are just off the top of my head because realistically there are a lot of games out for the Switch that because of the eShop and because of the amount of indies that are pushing for it. But So there are other options that I think a lot of people um, listening to this are sitting there screaming at the top of their lungs like, what about this game? Um, so, Especially with some of these games on here. What about that what, Snake 
Snake Pass or what was that? I don't think Snake Pass finds top 25. Uh, some of these games, I enjoyed Snake Pass <laughs> way more than those top 25. Some I played top Snake 25. Pass. I wouldn't put it in the top 25. Um, but but I get what I get what you're saying. Um, you know, it's tough though. I think I know this ended at November first, so we're not considering we're not bringing in the fact that Skyrim made it, that Doom's on it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and like I think those would have found their a home on this top twenty five list, or at Easily. least yeah, because of what um, they're doing with these games on this little plat on this little you know hardware, but um, but with what we're working with, there's still plenty of games that deserve a spot over some of these. And my three, my personal three are uh, Tiny Barbarian, Super Bomberman R, and axiom verge those three need to be in this top 25 and i think my i think my reasoning is just when especially when you compare them to the the rule set that you built for this list that we went over in the beginning of the episode as far as playability longevity innovation you know fun all that type of stuff it's like you you have to you have to include those games it's just especially when you have some other games in there that are so questionable um that's uh those are the couple that definitely stick out to me. But we want to know what you think of this list. We want to know if there's games that aren't on this list that you, you think deserve to be top 25. And there's no better place than to than our Discord. MotorCityGaming.com. Right on the homepage, you click on that Discord button, and you are in. It is free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day and join the Nintendo chat, the Nintendo channel there, and you will uh, be able to talk about this list, talk about the games that you want to see on the list uh, or some of the favorites, or maybe there's a game on that list that you want to sit there and be like, there is no way ARMS should be in the top 25, you know, and... and There's no way ARMS should be... On a video, system, a, a video, video game. game. Yeah, that's just my personal <laughs> yeah. opinion. You know, but yeah, you can join the Discord, and that's how you can uh, continue this conversation and, and, and keep the debate alive. <sighs> now, arms. Oh my god, Jazzy, what? Uh, as far as this list goes, we'll close it out with this: the overall list. Will you grade it? I mean, let's let's give it a let's give it a letter grade. What do you what do you grade this list? From you know, pass an A to, a to passing an F. to F. Yeah. Um. I think overall, I think I think it's pretty average. I'd give it a C. Okay. I, right, right in the middle of the road, a C. I think that there's some major misses here. I think some games, like you said, should be on this list that aren't. And I think that there is a major discrepancy in. Uh, I'd say probably nine on. I think they did a pretty decent job of the top 10. I mean, there's some in there that I would probably kick off and want to play a little bit more to, to see how well I'd fare with the where they fall on this list. But um, I think they did a pretty decent job, and I think um, I'll just give them that average C. I think this is one of the better lists that we've seen. You know, we've on Legend of Retro, our, our retro podcast, uh, that airs every Thursday. We we did the um, you know RPGs, the top top RPG 100 RPGs, and we compared uh, multiple lists for that one. But I think overall, this is one of the better lists that we've that we've uh, that we've dissected. And I think um, I'm gonna give it a solid B. It was good. You know, when I'm sitting there pick, nitpicking on 
Super Bomberman R, Axiom Verge, and you know, and uh, Tiny Barbarian. It's not like I'm sitting here being like Skyrim doesn't belong. I know, and I know Skyrim didn't make the cut, but like if Skyrim was like top five, I'd be like losing my mind that like it didn't belong in the top. You know, right? You know, we didn't have that thing where it's like, why would you make that? You know, so high. Like Splatoon two being at four is questionable, but at the same time, we do appreciate Splatoon for what it is and what it can be. It just it has shortcomings. It doesn't it's not necessarily god awful. It's actually a great game. It just has these few little things that literally an update, a patch could solve. Yeah. And we'd be back playing it. Oh, I'd be back. Yeah. So I um you know I, I for the most part I like the list. I'll give it a solid B. And let, let us know what you guys think. Uh, over on the Discord. So, but Jesse, why don't you thank the people that make this show happen every week? It is those lovely people of Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/GamesAllPodcast, you can start your patronage today, and great, great, great perks like Game of the Month, where we randomly select one of our patrons that are at that tier to be put into a drawing, and one of them gets a video game on us. For free every month. And you get early access to all the podcasts. So if you like this podcast, if you like the GameZilla Mothership podcast on Mondays and Tuesdays, get early access. Get the Be able to listen just a little bit before your buddies. Why yeah. not? It's a perk. If you don't like those podcasts, well, then we are sad and you if, should if you don't like video games then don't worry we got noobs and dragons for you oh yeah tabletop analog dungeons and dragons join craig wk as he takes us on an adventure to the crazy worlds of his mind every wednesday and that is uh an adventure you don't want to miss uh, we're about two episodes in that you can listen to right now live, and uh, it is it's awesome. Craig is Craig is crazy. So, uh, Noobs and Dragons, our brand new show, and then of course the Legend of Retro is our retro video game show that airs every Thursday. All of our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and of course MotorCityGaming.com. So please take a listen. Please, wherever you enjoy listening to our podcast, hit that heart, hit that like, hit that follow, subscribe, give us five stars, write that review. It helps us so much, and we appreciate all the love and support. And tell your neighbor. And tell your babysitter. And tell your dog groomer. And tell your dog poop picker-upper. If it's a person. Even if it's not a person, tell them. Yeah. Anyway. I would tell him. Unless it's like a can of vaporize, like that awful, what was that uh, movie with Jack Black in it? No idea. It was called like Greed or Envy or something like that? No, lost me. I don't watch those types of movies. I'm going to make you watch this movie. <laughs> anyways, awful. Anyways, thanks for hanging out. If you are looking for more content from us, you can find all sorts of good content live on MotorCityGaming.com. And then keep an eye out for us on Twitch. We're streaming video games. We're doing shows live. Twitch.tv slash Podcast. Come hang out with us. Talk with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in the Discord. But uh, until next week, game, game on. on. And have a very... Happy and safe Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, motherfuckers.
coming in the photos. What the hell was that? Oh, I was, I was just making a turkey sound. That's what turkey sounds like. If you say so. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving.